0: Hello, 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 hello. welcome to my art form. It's time for Post Orthodoxy, a show about changing our minds. Yeah, baby.
1: It's with your hosts, Dark and Ainsley Sevier. Maybe what they believe about reality isn't all
0: of reality. What?
1: I know, right?
0: We're on a mission to have a better time with more people, more often. The question
2: is, how do you get? Host orthodoxy explores strongly held beliefs, how those belief systems divide or connect people, and what might be found beyond those reality bubbles. Keep calm. Don't lose your head. I've got a piece of chocolate like here with me because I got anxiety about doing this. Welcome to this neighborhood. Neighbor. 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 neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh. Your hair.
1: My hair. (laughs) Welcome
2: Welcome to Post-Orthodoxy, folks.
1: Welcome to the Outpost in the Borderlands. We are here uh, to share some things that we've learned with you on our constant quest for cognitive sovereignty. Oh, yeah. Cognition meaning what goes on in your head, and sovereignty meaning don't you want to be in control of it? Because we do, and it's not always pretty, but... That's why we're here. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe it just popped up in your feed. The outpost in the borderlands is designed as a place to share information from uh, one hardworking traveler to another.
2: Yeah. Later on in the show, I want to devote some time uh, to the concept of uh, information ecology. Uh, somebody said, I can't remember. I can't remember who to attribute this to, but I heard somebody the other week say that we have a broken information ecology. Mhm. And it's just been sitting with me. So I want to talk about that later. I'm
1: going to look up the definition of ecology while you do yeah, that.
2: Yeah. I'm going to talk about that later in the show. Um
1: having a hard time typing today because I have my glamorous nails on.
2: I'm having a hard time talking because I have a hangover.
1: <laughs> I have my Siba because I spent all night last night singing and or having very yelling conversations with people over the big band over the big band it was amazing um but yeah we're gonna see we're gonna see how long we make it before i just start coughing and can't stop
2: <laughs> so i got a few things that are on my head today i want to talk about COVID 19 again yeah i want to talk Ugh. about uh, i want to talk around yeah the kyle rittenhouse thing mm-hmm. um from a post-orthodox perspective and then I want to talk about information ecology. What can be done? This is somebody asked me last night. Well, okay, I hear all the things that you're saying, and, it's and not it the f- sounds accurate. It's not the first
1: time somebody's asked us. Like,
2: perspective of the world, but what's to be done about it? Yeah. And I want to talk about that. Um, stay tuned for that later on in the show. Right now, I would like to say, uh, if you're not familiar with the show, or even if you are, I still feel like it's important to reiterate that this show is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this show is a record of her and I on our journey to figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. And so I'm trying to figure it out with a broken information ecology, which means I'm having to find information, figure out what of that is misinformation, mm. uh, what of that is... Um, and. Is there missed information?
1: Ooh, that's a good term. St- missed information.
2: Missed information that is not in the in the narrative that would maybe change the narrative. If that missed information was involved in the mm-hmm. current narrative.
1: Uh, Liz Cox is tuning in on Facebook. Thanks for saying hi. Appreciate you.
2: Welcome. Yeah, I'm going to make an angry face.
1: Yeah, throw some angry faces on there at some point, guys. First, you have to get mad. It makes the video a lot more interesting for S- lurkers.
2: Yeah, I like to see just little mad faces floating across my window. Paul
1: um, house on YouTube says censored information.
2: Censored information. So uh,
1: right, we didn't we didn't mean to miss it. It was kept from us, right? Um, <laughs> but missed information just rolls off the tongue.
2: I do like that. I saw I saw somebody on Twitter use that, and it's also been stuck in my head all week. Was the mm. idea of missed information? So, uh, what we do here is we are showing you how we are figuring out what the fuck is going on, and we're asking for input from our audience. To uh, point us in directions where you think Mm -hmm. we might need to go to figure out further what the fuck is going on. Mm -hmm. Or to also point out where we might have gone awry somewhere. Maybe we misspoke. Maybe we um, shared some information that was not absolutely verifiable.
1: That has definitely happened.
2: Yes. And we we try and walk it back as soon as possible. This is going to, we're going to talk more about that later in the show. Mm -hmm. The point being is that our opinions change with new information. So we're exploring the uh, information landscape Mm. and uh, showing you snapshots of what we found in our adventures. And uh, we are not here to prescribe behavior. We're not here to tell people what to do. Um,
1: no, please and we, don't. Please don't blindly trust no. us either.
2: And we don't claim <laughs> to actually know what's going on. We just claim to want to know.
1: Yeah, and you might not. Right. I talked about this a bit. Right. Um, with some friends this week, going over the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, which is like, you might not want to know the truth. It might be more traumatizing to you to find out the truth about something. It's I. It's
2: not convenient.
1: It's not convenient. I would rather know the truth. I've. Uh, I would rather know the truth than feel right. Now, the reason why a lot of times people would rather feel right than know the truth is because um, um, they are... When you find out that you were wrong or that you had incorrect information, try and make this as little defense-inducing as possible. Uh When you find out that you had some incorrect information about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Uh um, you... You, um, it makes you feel as though back then you weren't safe, which uh. then translates to feeling not safe now. It's a very primal thing. You have to start, you have to sort of think of an analogy of like caveman times.
2: Oh, my intellectual ass was hanging out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Somebody I calls attention that your zipper's down.
1: I've chosen this cave. I live in this cave because it is safe. I know that I have clean drinking water nearby. I know that I have fuel nearby. And then one day you hike a little farther than usual and you find out that um, somebody is using the river you're getting your drinking water from as a latrine. Ouch. So you find out that what you thought was a safe environment was not. Oh. Which also makes you feel like you can't trust yourself a little bit because maybe you should have known that they were shitting in your drinking water upstream, Mm. you know? Um. Uh, but yeah. Oh, Roxy Roar Dunnigan says uh,
2: tuning in, cuz hey, cuz, and would like to say hi to you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for ch- tuning in. You have hey, to look we,
1: at the camera and say hi. Cause.
2: We already have we already have uh, uh, folks watching the show yeah. and joining in the conversation. Thanks for joining the show. So that's the introduction. Yeah, we're here uh, and sharing with you uh, what we're figuring out and uh, looking for feedback from our from our smart friends. So, what do you want to talk about first?
1: I feel like we should just talk about Kyle right away.
2: Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to, I have something prepared for you.
1: Like, why are we here? Okay. So what does post-orthodoxy do? Uh, We went through the super painful, stressful experience of leaving a belief system at the expense of friends, loved ones, and security when Mm. we were younger. I, you know, I did this like five years ago when I was 27, I got divorced, I stopped going to church and my, my parents basically stopped talking to me for, like, five years and, yeah. and was, kept my siblings from talking to me.
2: There were heavy repercussions yeah. for you. Changing my mind. Changing your mind. Yeah.
1: So I know why it's scary territory and why people don't want to do it. Um, but since I went through literally the valley of the shadow of death mm. and, like, the worst thing that could ever happen, which is that you lose your family, yeah. you know, to me, like... Any other apocalypse that I experienced, having my mind blown and my eyes opened, is nothing is as worse as, as bad as that was. Right. Nothing is as bad as having to realize that, like, maybe the entire universe and everything in it wasn't created by that particular deity 6,000 years ago.
2: In that particular storyline. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because my storyline was there is only one correct religion, and if you believe anything beyond that religion, you're a heretic, and you're not going to heaven. Doomed. So even just opening my mind to broader spectrums of Christianity, such as Christians that, are, that think gay people go to heaven, like, that's, that's bad. That was bad, too, in the mindset I was raised in. So, right. yeah, that w- I went through that already. I went through that apocalypse. And so things that are really big apocalypses to my current friends and loved ones are not such big apocalypses to me now because I already lost my family.
2: Um, apocalypses, I think that's an interesting word. And I'd like to rest on that for a moment. Okay. Because uh, the root of the word apocalypse is to reveal. And what makes an an apocalypse um, have the connotation it has is an apocalypse is the revealing of the truth or the destruction of an illusion, which reveals the truth. And if you are invested in the illusion, if you think that is reality... And then another reality breaks through and says, "Nope." If you're invested in that reality that's or the illusion that's falling, mm-hmm. that the degree of um, investment in that idea <clears throat> or that belief system is the degree of the apocalypse that you're going to have.
1: Right. How so, much you think that's totally reality is like blinders to any other reality. Right. And then you take the blinders that, that, uh, that reality crumbles a tiny bit or that belief, is, and then suddenly you're like blinded by all the things you weren't seeing. It's not comfortable.
2: Or, or suddenly let's say, for example, you're married (laughs) and you've been married for 12 years and then you find out that your partner had been having a secret affair for years. Ooh, That's not just a revelation of a thing. That's a concussive destruction of the whole story you've been living back for years. The slow collapse of all of your experiences. So um, I love the word apocalypse, and I feel like we are in apocalyptic times because there are a lot of illusions. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of propaganda, Mm -hmm. undeniable propaganda that some people are invested in as the truth. Right. And um if a larger truth breaks through, this is going to be concussive for a lot of people because we've become hyper separated. Mm-hmm. So our the things that we're invested in seem to have become more broad and simple, it's more simple, right? So no, Bro- less nuanced, I should say. So right. if you're vaccinated, that means you're in this whole segment of the world and unvaccinated unvaccinated put you in another and those things cannot even have a conversation
1: about anything.
2: Even though there are people who are vaccinated, they don't right. give a shit and there's unvaccinated people who don't, it's not a thing for them, but that's the story.
1: It's like the difference between like yeah. football fans and baseball fans versus cat versus Grizz fans. Right. Like we're in a space. Yeah. I'm, that it's analogy actually sort of fell apart a little bit All right, in my head. I'll I'm not, I'm feeling later. kind of stupid today. Um, so,
2: <laughs> So the apocalypse. You were talking about the apocalypse yeah. of of illusions falling. Um, so this Rittenhouse story is interesting to me. I wrote something uh, yesterday. I made a post on if you're on Facebook, uh, please go find post Orthodoxy Facebook page. Yeah. And, if you're watching and, and like then... us and be friends to, to us there. Um, I made a post yesterday. Oh, um, in-
1: hit! Make sure you change your settings. You have to change your notification settings. Um, to favorites, otherwise Facebook won't show you to uh, show us to you at all.
2: Yeah, make us your favorite. Yeah. So, you can I wrote always this. change it later if you want to. There's a thing that I uh, that was being passed around yesterday, uh, after the you know in the wake of the written house verdict, mm. and uh, it's one of those things that people just share around. Um, and it says uh, had to share. Last one. I promise. I don't know. What, I don't know who this guy is. But anyway, it says I've watched the whole Rittenhouse case. The jury <clears throat> is in deliberations now. I didn't know that Kyle <coughs> put out a dumpster fire that was being rolled down to a gas station to blow up um, with people all around. So, and then it just goes down this list. I didn't know the police were told to stand down as businesses were destroyed. I didn't know that Kyle's dad, grandma, and friends lived in Kenosha, twenty minutes from where he resided. This whole crossing the state lines is the weirdest.
1: What a weird thing to fixate on.
2: Um, It's not on accident. didn't know that the state of Wisconsin is uh, it's legal for Kyle to have a gun, even at 17, blah, blah, blah. And it goes all these things that people didn't know. People had just heard the case. They'd heard it from the Washington Post or CNN yeah. or Young Turks. And they heard the story and like, oh, racist kid went and shot some black people. A lot of people Which still Which is thought, what I assume
1: yeah. because I'm so – I'm like in spite of my efforts to be uh, – broad spectrum informed i still i still like i heard the story about kyle and i just was like yeah that makes sense i grew up republican i grew up in gun loving families and groups like i would not be surprised if uh if a teenager much like the teenagers that i grew up with got riled up about people smashing america Mm -hmm. because he's a republican he's not a democrat Like, his belief systems are capitalism, personal property, free trade, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um, liberties, civil liberties. So you
2: just projected this whole character onto him. Yeah, I just assumed
1: I knew teenage boys that would love to go and save someone from a bully.
2: So the narrative was, yeah, they wanted to go be a hero. They went there with a gun looking for trouble. I just assumed that that's
1: what was happening.
2: Uh, I also heard that. I wasn't that interested in the story. Um, It seemed like a a bunch of assholes to me. It Uh seemed like... The kid was an asshole, and everybody that was running around that got shot were fucking assholes, and just a bunch of assholes. I don't care, yeah. frankly. And so I just heard the stories, and I heard um, uh, people took that story and put it in their outrage bag. So I can mm. just be—this is another thing I'm outraged about. This guy you right here. You can pull that out right.
1: at parties and impress your liberal friends with how woke Cal- you are. Yes, oh, this Kyle. is my
2: this is my virtue signal outrage. The Rittenhouse case. I have to be out. I have to have an opinion on this, right? And it was created to foster very particular opinions. I didn't know shit about the case until the end of the trial.
1: I thought he'd been shooting protesters. (laughs) I
2: I, I didn't know. I didn't know what happened. (laughs) I thought thought he
1: like went there and picked a fight to shoot protesters. And I thought like, I know people that thought he killed black people. And I know people that still think that he started shooting first. Like, even though I've shown them the video footage that he was, he was cleaning graffiti. He was putting out dumpster fires. He was offering medic services, which he had done. Whether or not he's
2: a medic. He had some band-aids. He had a medic kit. Yeah. 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 Like
1: all of my siblings and me took first aid classes growing up. We took first aid class. Like we were, lots of Republicans are mildly preppers, you know, like I could offer first aid services. I know how to splint things and elevate blood and all that shit, you know, like. Don't tip your head back when your nose is bleeding, stuff like that. So, like, um, he'd been doing all this stuff, and then he set himself up to try to guard a car lot because protesters were going around and throwing um, – they were smashing in car windows at this and business setting and setting the cars on fire at this business. Um and so he wanted to be a hero. Yeah, and he was gonna try to protect this car lot. Now he wasn't shooting anybody. No. And he didn't shoot anybody until after he'd already been trying to run away from a guy that had just been released from an insane asylum. That, that had day. been yelling
2: at everybody, trying to provoke people to shoot him.
1: Trying to get people to kill him. He'd been released from an insane asylum where he'd been incarcerated that the night before for a suicide attempt. So like, yes. These are all
2: things that I just found out I this had week. No idea. Right? I had no idea. I knew there's some controversy. I knew there was like the mainstream media version, right? And then I have my friends. I figured
1: people were spinning a little.
2: I have my Second Amendment friends that are following the story, and so I started hearing the details about the insane guy and the child rapist guy, yeah, and, and the the story around there was a gun, there wasn't a gun, and and so
1: well, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that his attackers had guns.
2: Yeah, I didn't know any of this. Uh, then I watched Jimmy Dore um, featuring this uh, Or Orfala. It's guy's name, Matt... Orphalea. Or, uh, I'll pull it up. Matt Orphilea. You can find him on Twitter. On Twitter and um, Facebook. And Facebook. More, Matt Orphilea. So he did this nice little documentary explaining and taking source fo- uh, footage from YouTube and from Facebook pages and, t- and Twitter feeds of five different angles of the shooting, you know. So it's a documentary, um, and it tells a story that I didn't know. And so... I immediately thought I don't, because I don't, I'm not really, I don't care about the story that much. Yeah. What I care about is how people, the information ecology that we're living in that fed people in a narrative. And then during, uh, um, when the evidence comes out that shows that the mainstream media was not only wrong, but lied through a lot of omission. Oh yeah. Left like leaving the (laughs) fact out that the guy that he shot his arm that he was charging him with a gun pointed at him
1: while J- while Kyle was on the ground because he'd been yeah, after hit, he'd been hit with skateboards hit, hit in the, the, back of the head and, yeah. drop kicked and beat up with a skateboard so like
2: they mm. just show the picture of him walking with the gun yeah like he's out to kill that's what that image sort of says like on the way to do something that's mm. him actually trying to go talk to the cops afterwards i think um but they left out the fact the that would definitely make you want to consider the idea of self-defense if you knew the other person was charging them with a gun and he'd been he'd already been throttled yeah but the mainstream media left that really important thing out that's a lie through mission, and that tells me something
1: and it's about, about the kid. intention
2: of that organization yeah. right so now i care about the story because now i'm, I'm Got the popcorn and I'm like, okay, people are, are have oh, got new information.
1: Somebody done live. Are they
2: going to change their opinion of this story that was created by the false scenario of the, that was created by mainstream media? When that is revealed to be the case, what will people do who have used that virtue signal outrage on this case? Now what do you do when you find this out that your outrage was, of, was misdirected?
1: This is what got us kicked off of yeah. KBM.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Is we we're like, if if any of our Democrat friends find out that they were wrong, are they going to apologize for being shitty to people about it?
2: Yeah, even if they, yes.
1: Like, nobody likes the Christians that are always Bible-thumping you and telling you you're wrong and cussing you out and stuff. But, like, a bunch of my Democrat friends were doing that. Yeah. They they got they on, they were. got on. Oh. Yeah. They got on the side of a story, whether it's the COVID story or the Hillary story or the Bernie story or the Trump story or the Kyle Rittenhouse story. They got on the side of a story and maybe looked up some memes on Facebook or read some meaningful Instagram accounts from black influencers they trust or whatever, um, and then haven't looked into it again, whatever the thing is, whether it's COVID or Kyle, uh, and, and used their sense of being right to justify treating other humans like shit.
2: Yeah. And will they ever apologize? When they find out that the premise that they're working under is was they were lie. They were deceived into that perspective. Yeah, they were lied to. So being deceived into that, that's hard to admit that you that you were exposed. Yeah. You were not reality is not what you thought it was. So I thought this is an amazing case because there's been the narrative and then a court case brought out all the details that destroyed the mainstream media narrative. And now people have to grapple with like doubling down on Mm. the wrong narrative Mm -hmm. and continuing to defend the wrong. Like here's, there's um, a tweet. I saw a tweet from a friend of mine um, yesterday and he, he tweets this picture of Rittenhouse and it's a meme about, you know, so I'll read the meme in a second, but it's a picture of Rittenhouse and they said, not in the mood to debate. Vigilante justification is going to Uh, lead us down an ugly path so not in the mood to debate and yet he puts a highly politicized thing on his page what do you think is going to fucking happen yeah don't counter my narrative I'm going to put it here, and I'm not going to listen to any other counter to it. That is somebody who has doubled down on a lie. Mm, mm. And the meme says, um, the only reason you're defending his actions is because you disagree with the politics of his victims. He was what? He was an out-of-state agitator, disobeying a police-ordered curfew, illegally carrying a firearm in defense of property he didn't own. He is a murderer, not a patriot. What? So, after the the evidence has come out and you could know that he's not a murderer. Murderers where you have intent, premeditated yeah. intent to go kill somebody. Right, there's, That's a murderer.
1: There's premeditated in, intent to kill someone and then there's you killed them and the jury finds out that you were doing it because she cheated on you and you got mad and you smashed her over the head with a frying pan. Right. That's like That's murder. Accidental murder. <laughs> It's not accidental murder when someone, when you're being chased through the streets by a mob that's beating you and throwing things at you and firing guns at you. That's not accidental murder. That's saving your life.
2: So this meme is saying there is no difference. If you kill somebody, if you kill somebody, you are a murderer. Mm -hmm. Somebody else also used the phrase uh, execute. He executed. I'm like, words are fucking important. Words are important. So we know that he killed people yeah. in self-defense. We he did know, kill people. And it seems very clear yeah. that it was self-defense. I've watched the video from five different angles. Yeah. He was defending himself from somebody who very likely was about to shoot him.
1: So he was, he was well, he didn't kill the guy. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so, so he was, he, well, but he was running down the street yeah. to get help from the police because of the first guy that he had shot. He was running to go get help. Because that guy had chased him, and somebody else fired a gun in the air, and because that guy was chasing him, he got cornered against a building and turned around and shot to stop the guy, and he fell over, and he's like, I think I just killed this guy, and he said, I'm going to go get help, and he was running to the police to get help, and the protesters are like, oh my god, he just shot a guy, Fuck it, you know,
2: he's... And then he got attacked.
1: Yeah, and he he got... uh, Somebody hit him in the back of the head. He stumbled and fell over. Somebody drop kicked him while he was on the ground, and another guy ran up with a skateboard and started beating him with the skateboard and grabbed the muzzle of his gun to try to yank it out of his hands, at which point he pulled the trigger one time, and that guy ran away, fell over, and died, which sucks for that guy. Yep. Absolutely. So Most people don't know that. Most people think he just started shooting
2: first. Yep. So for me to call him a murderer and to say I don't I'm not in the mood to debate it. So I'm going to I'm going to spread this lie. Okay. This is a lie now. Maybe this was made before the information before, <laughs> before the before the verdict, before the verdict. So maybe, maybe, maybe was this made, was right? Maybe this is just them yeah. saying he's a murderer before
1: someone else went online and did the work to actually look at the video footage and, and figure out what's right. going on. Matt Orfalea's video um Kyle Rittenhouse, Murder or Self-Defense right? is, is an excellent short 13-minute breakdown. You can watch it on time and a half. He goes through all the video angles, circles where you can see all the muzzle flashes, explains the order of events throughout the evening, explains how Kyle had um, received the gun legally. He was under training from someone who knew how to handle weapons. He was not like – he was in a town that he lived in half the time anyway because his friend's dad lived there like – These are facts that you should have been told, that you would have been told if it was a fair news reporting and if it was
2: like, God. So my friend says – I should have been told this shit. Not in the mood to debate and then shares uh, some information that is untrue, says that he murdered. He's a murderer and then he says, I don't want to talk about it. So this is denial. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who's experiencing some cognitive dissonance. And this is the doubling down on the dissonance rather than saying, maybe I got the story wrong. Now I think this is a fun project because the Kyle
1: Rittenhouse project. Yes. This because, one's easy. <laughs>
2: because it's very simple.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and it's a great way to illustrate the behavior of people who encounter cognitive dissonance, Oof. Double down on it or what they called in the matrix, they get red pilled, Mm. which is suddenly where, oh, wait a minute. All the premises I've been working under just start falling Mm -hmm. when you are no longer feel safe. Like I don't trust the media. I don't trust my politician to actually do things for me. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily trust a farmer's profit driven, (coughs) known criminal organization that is that you're going to get forced to get a shot from them. Maybe that's that might. Make people a little, you know, when you consider that they're not doing it for your good, then the, the cascading falling of illusion, the apocalyptic cascade that happens, we can see it with the Rittenhouse thing in a very small, contained space. Yeah. And that phenomena is going to happen also in the larger pandemic narrative. It's happened for a lot of people. A lot of people thought, oh, my God, deadly virus, we're all going to die. Then it's like only 1% of the people go to the hospital. And we know of that 1%, mostly who's going, people yeah. who are sick yeah before they got sick. So that starts the cascading thing.
1: This is what we do. This is the introduction of reasonable doubt.
2: That's what we want to do on the show. We're not yeah. saying we know the answer. We're saying this should be questioned yeah. because it doesn't have integrity. It, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. If you really look at it. If you just take it passively and then everybody else takes it passively, that's called availability bias. And it feels true because everybody is going along with the story.
1: We have 10 people tuning in right now on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch. Old Deb tuned in on Twitch. Oh, hi, Um, Old Deb. Ted Deshner joined us on Facebook. He and Liz are talking about – Ted, Liz, and Paul are talking about the various um, other – Strange things about these protests. Mm. All the little bits and pieces that also protests. ought to introduce oh, reasonable the, doubt. Right, right. Um, uh, such as the fact that in Australia, the Australians are calling what they're doing genocide protests, mm. but the news is calling them pandemic protests or ah. lockdown protests. Right. Um, even though that's not what the protesters themselves are protesting. Or
2: anti-vax. Anti-vax protests. protests. Which is um, not what it is. Not what
1: they're saying either. Um, and 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 for instance. Um Ted mentioned strange how each area that had these riots were close to one of the 26 federal reserve banks and also in opportunity zones. This was a way to destroy the property values and the businesses in them so global elites could invest their profits there and not pay taxes on those profits. I think that's a very interesting set of circumstances.
2: I think that's something worth considering.
1: For those of you that don't know what an opportunity zone is, it's like uh, usually the historic district of a town, an area that the town once developed, where if someone who just made a lot of money because they sold a house or they t- sold some stocks or whatever, can buy property in that opportunity zone and not pay capital gains tax.
2: Because your 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 tax is taking care of an old building in a rundown part of town to help revitalize the town. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a tax break to contribute to the community mm-hmm. with some existing buildings, right? Right. So that seems like something worth considering. And for some people, that's too far. You've already gone too far. Like, That's You're a conspiracy, conspiracy. nut, right? Well,
1: no. I mean, I feel more like Sherlock. Is Sherlock Holmes a conspiracy theorist? Yes. Sh- Sherlock Holmes was a like a mildly so he was a sociopathic genius mm. that was not entertained by daily life and had to have a problem to solve, and so he was able to solve these complex problems where other people just couldn't see the pieces. So when you when you start wondering about the world around you and you see some pieces that are, it's kind of weird that these pieces are all together in the same spot.
2: So I. We we brought up on our show when we were still on the radio, <laughs> before we were censored, gag-ordered, and, and banned, and slandered. Um, when we were still on the radio, I discovered this amazing story that the word conspiracy or conspiracy theorist was actively weaponized by the CIA.
1: On purpose, in a document. You can read it.
2: Because of stories about... The Kennedy assassination.
1: Because people were like, hey, wait wait. a second. The
2: official story doesn't look, doesn't have integrity. The first, the official story does not stand up to scrutiny.
1: And that was before we had cameras on
2: everything. Right. It still didn't match up. (laughs) So then people started talking about a conspiracy. Was it the CIA? Was it the mafia? Was it Castro? Was it, you know, what, was it a lone nut with a gun? Right. So people started saying the official story doesn't sound right. And so there were theories of what conspiracy might have resulted in that. Yeah. And then the CIA made a campaign to demonize the phrase conspiracy theory. So they weaponized that phrase so that anybody who has a valid theory or any nut that has a wild guess— are put in the same category of conspiracy theorists.
1: Right, which was made to be derogatory. And they rolled
2: it out for the pandemic.
1: We should absolutely be theorizing about conspiracies all the time. We are not as in control as we think we are in our daily life as citizens on the planet. There are massive financial organizations running the show most of the time behind the scenes and not really so much behind the scenes anymore. This isn't a conspiracy theory. We should always be on the lookout for weird shit in our environment. Someone trying to sort of pull one over on us.
2: Toxically wealthy people beyond uh, comprehension, wealth beyond comprehension, might get together and make plans we don't know about.
1: That's a conspiracy.
2: Do you think that's possible? Yeah. I get together and make plans with people that other people don't know about. for planning a show, mm-hmm. that's a conspiracy. Eh, well, hmm. Cons- I think conspiracy conspiring.
1: Conspiracy is colloquially meant, it it's colloquially interpreted to be people getting yes. together to plan something in secret, intentionally keeping the details from others and usually for nefarious purposes. A secret
2: plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Okay. So okay.
1: it's generally understood to be a nefarious secret plan. Right. So we all know that happens all the time.
2: Nope. Nope.
1: Conspir- <laughs> nope. It was so funny. We were talking with somebody at the bar the other night and we were describing something that we'd learned recently about somebody that lied about something about COVID-19. And uh, this kid was like, wow, that sounds like, like a conspiracy, but real. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. This is why we do our show.
2: Yes. Because you
1: deserve to know that conspiracies are real and they really happen.
2: uh, That's one of my uh, fun tweet I saw last week, which is, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a conspiracy? Yeah. About six months.
1: (laughs) Oh, it hurts because it's true. It hurts because it's
2: true. So. Um, I also like to, uh, there's a guy who um, is uh, an enthusiast of uh, exo-theology or whatever you want to call, whatever conspiracy theorists are. He doesn't call himself a conspiracy theorist. He's, he calls himself a conspiracy analyst, and I have also decided to go down that road and call myself a conspiracy analyst. There are conspiracy theories. There's a lot of them out there and i like to look at them because i've been doing it for a long time so there's like a there's like a tree of conspiracy right the illuminati arm is over here the rosicrucian arm is over right, here right, right. the masonic arm is over here and then reptilians the reptilians aliens. yes right right transdimensional shit that's what a so, lot of
1: people think about when you say conspiracy
2: theory right so or i the pyramids. there's a whole family tree of conspiracy and uh, any new conspiracy that comes up that's kind of the fetish of being a theorist is how to connect it to the giant one world conspiracy. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so I like to consider, I consider myself a conspiracy um analyst. Okay. And I think we should talk about conspiracy more often.
1: So I had a friend of the show reach out and say that they're very worried about the stuff that I've been saying, oh. not only about the current COVID treatments, but even more so now about, um about, <sighs> The Kyle Rittenhouse case, you know, because I'm kind of like, look, uh, we were told one story, and now hardworking people have put together all of the video footage of what happened.
2: Some guy in his basement, yeah, did uh, journalism,
1: so we can know what actually happened, Been. and we were lied to, and sh- and she 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 watched the video, yeah, um. Which I really appreciate, wow. <clears throat> and uh, and I sent her the Rumble video because I did not know that this guy was also on YouTube. Oh, okay. I figured when yeah. somebody's on Rumble, it means that they were banned they, from YouTube. They're banned yeah. from YouTube, right? Um, so uh, I'm pulling up this message right now. But Facebook Business Suite is the dumbest invention ever, and I oh. hate it so much. It's so slow. Um, so she watched. She watched. She. To be fair, most people that I've shared this video footage with have not. They're like. Why are you so racist? You know, I don't need
2: to know. I already know. I don't don't need need to. to, I don't need to.
1: I don't care about Kyle because if he had been a black kid walking to the cops for help, he would be dead. Right. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. One teenage boy dying does not mean that this other teenage boy should also die wrongfully. Right. Two teenage boys should not die wrongfully. Nobody should be dying wrongfully. How come you don't
2: care about uh, black people, Ainsley?
1: Oh my God. Okay. Anyway, That's where
2: everybody immediately goes. If you're not mad about this narrative that is wrong. Yeah then you are, are racist.
1: Yeah. So she she did watch the video. Okay. I watched the footage, but I still believe there were any number of things Rittenhouse could have done besides killing. The killing has to stop. Yes. There has to be consequences for murder. There just has to be.
2: Yeah, that's not murder.
1: Yeah. And I think this person is a very loving person and
2: I would, would, agree would it, love yeah. to
1: reduce all suffering. Yeah. And I would absolutely wish that there could have been something else Kyle could have done besides killing someone. Sure. Um, And if he hadn't had the gun, maybe he just would have gotten horribly beat to a pulp by the mob and the cops would have intervened and maybe saved him. I don't know. Yeah. But like I, if it was my teenage son being beaten up by a mob, I would want him to have a gun because I would rather my son be alive.
2: Yeah. um, Rittenhouse. I feel like got used as a, like a human bludgeon.
1: Oh yeah, he got used as a story. The media
2: picked him up and hammered Laces. a narrative out with him. Yeah, that he had no voice to. Um, and this is this isn't a white thing or a black thing. This is about the media manipulating characters yeah. to to uh, move policy and to move opinion. Uh, yep. what, engineer consent, as they, you know, mm. it's an engineered consent around things when you just make it so endemic that people can't even imagine mm-hmm. that it might not be true because it's just so everywhere.
1: So, my friend s- sent a follow up text. Okay. Because um, I had sent her the Rumble link. Right. I just assumed. Um, And she said, also, that was an extremely right-wing website that you sent me to. I suspect they altered the content to support their own opinions. Kyle Rittenhouse had no business being at that protest, let alone armed for no reason. So there's a lot to unpack there. But I'm looking forward to sending her the YouTube link of Mm. Kyle Rittenhouse, self-defense or murder. And I kind of wish I had sent her the YouTube link first because she wouldn't have been able to say YouTube is a right-wing website. All right. Rumble is not a right-wing website, no, it's people, a service if, like YouTube.
2: Right. If you're this is the lack of nuance, right? Mm. You have to have an opinion. If you don't think that he was a racist Trump supporting murderer,
1: then you hate black people.
2: Then you hate black people. And that is dumb. Mhm. That's really And dumb. dangerous. Super dangerous. And it's
1: not going to solve racism. No. If we want to actually educate our neighbors and heal generational traumas, mm. We can't be doing stupid shit like this.
2: Well, it's emotional.
1: The, the people that have done the work to get out of our, the racist landscape that our parents and grandparents grew up in, our parents and grandparents who are still alive yeah. grew up in a racist landscape. So if we if the people that have done the work to get to to get their brains out of a racist mindset, and they follow people on Instagram and they're using all the right terms and they're reading books by uh, African American authors and educating themselves, I'm sorry, we're the ones that also have to educate our neighbors. Yeah, we carry the double burden. Anybody that's gotten out carries the double burden. Yeah, you carry the burden of knowing, and you carry the burden of Needing to be compassionate to the people that don't know that don't know even though they're the ones that are still doing a lot of the oppression, yeah, it's because they don't know the things you know. it's complex. we can't solve racism by just being mad at white kids with guns
2: right um it's a strange virtue signal that people seized upon, and i'm gonna be I'm curious to see how this plays out because um I tried. I, I didn't really have any nuanced conversation. I jumped on Greg Palast is a journalist that I really like. Um he's like an independent journalist. He looks like a 1940s um like detective guy. Uh you know, he's got the fedora and the and the and the briefcase, and hey, I'm gonna go break the story. And I really loved his stuff, but he's gone down the the corporate narrative on the vaccine and and hmm. the virus and, and the Rittenhouse, the Rittenhouse thing. I'm like, dude, you're like Whoa. Whoa! He went down the written house like this is a travesty of justice. I was like,
1: "Did you read anything?
2: Yeah. Did you even? Yeah. Did you even?
1: Like the he, young. Turks, did you even
2: watch the the thing? Yeah. Right. And so I just said that I was like, "It seems that evidence points to this. Yeah. What? Where is the confute? Like you're a fucking journalist, right? Yeah. And then everybody jumped on. It's <laughs> your job
1: to watch the video. Like you're a journalist. Yeah. You're. Ugh. This
2: wasn't me saying he was right. He was wrong. This isn't a that's not the story to me. The story to me is that there are alternate realities occurring around Rittenhouse. There are two timelines that have been spawned where he is a, in in one in some pe- people's world, he is a racist that killed black went, took a gun and went and killed black people on purpose. And that's just not going to come out of their head. And there's other people who's like, I thought it was that, but apparently he's not. But there's still people that are just going to go with that narrative. And that's... Yeah. This is why uh, I wanted to talk about the idea of the broken information ecology.
1: Mm. Do you have a minute for a couple of uh, comments? Yes, please. So Paul Neha says also, so what if Kyle is a Trump supporter?
2: Exactly. He's a kid who is in a culture. Yeah. And he's signed up for a team in the culture. I I would have been
1: I would have been a Trump supporter. Like if if I hadn't gotten if you were raised in that yeah, yeah. I was raised in that. Yeah. Like we were anti Obama. Right, right. That wasn't that long ago. Because of religion. Because we just didn't know. It really wasn't that big of a deal, but obviously not the Democrat person. Obviously, you're going to vote for the Republican because the Republican is going to care about saving babies from abortion and stopping the gay agenda. And those are like the two big things. So it just like
2: you don't have to think about politics. I don't
1: have to really even think about it. You just go for whatever stops the gay agenda and saves the babies from abortion. Right. You know, and I would still be in that if it hadn't been for some really lovely gay people who helped me, who, knowing more than I did, had the compassion to... Listen to me talk Christian anti-gay bullshit and help me educate myself out of the world that I was raised in. Kyle's 17. Chances are he's probably never spent time with people that don't have the same beliefs that he has. And they're not beliefs he chose. At 17, you mostly have beliefs that your parents and community gave you. So what if he's a Trump supporter? Also, he's 17. He couldn't have even been voting.
2: Well, like, well, because he could have a flag on his wall. Because Trump racist, right? Maybe he is a racist. I don't know. Yeah, he might be. It was just a bunch of white people in the story, so I don't know what he, I, don't, I don't know what race has to do with this, except that, that it they was characterized a him time. as a yeah. Trump supporter mm-hmm. that is being characterized as a racist.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry, I guys. think Trump is like, probably
2: a racist. You know? I know.
1: I, mean, I know Bernie voters that voted for Trump. Yeah, I know fem- who
2: are not racist.
1: I know feminists who voted for Trump.
2: Who are not racist.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of reasons people are conflicted about their presidential vote. Ugh.
2: Biden's it's a racist. not
1: one size fits all. Biden Biden's a total Southern plantation a racist. a record of racism. Lemonade on the back porch watching the slaves racist. But
2: people would feel differently if he was a Biden fan that went down and did that. Yeah. It would be a totally different narrative.
1: Also, um, uh, Deb on Twitch, Yeah, she said... Back in the day, Vietnam, NAFTA, UFW, the Gulf debacle, etc. We brought food and water and not guns. And yeah. I complete I, that. Yes, lovely. Yep. Uh, Kyle was not the only person that had brought a gun to those protests. There, l- there were a
2: lot of guns walking around. A
1: lot of protesters had guns, and a lot of black protesters had guns, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they're more likely to get beat up, and so maybe they should have a gun. Like it's complicated. You're yeah, Kenosha
2: more... was like is like eighty percent white.
1: You're more likely to get into a gun violence situation if you have a gun, but you're also more likely to get into a violent situation, period, if you're black. So maybe it's better to have a gun to try to save your life in the instance that someone decides to enact violence on you for being black. Like, it's complicated, guys. Sorry. Kyle was not the only one that brought a gun to those protests. Yeah, Protesters brought guns to those protests.
2: Yeah, and for me, I don't... Like, that's not... For me, the issue is, like is how people are reacting to the narratives. And oh, there was another there's another was there another comment? Yeah, Mark French just jumped in. Yeah. He
1: just jumped in. Hi Mark Um, French. uh, so we're we're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. We're more talking about Kyle Rittenhouse from the perspective of can we allow our minds to be changed when we find out the data that we were given was a lie. Yeah. So we have very great video footage now. Matt Orfalea on YouTube and Rumble and Facebook and Twitter. He has a great video. Kyle Rittenhouse, self-defense or murder? Question mark.
2: It's a nice breakdown of the story. Ten minutes of footage. With, with eyewitness. Yeah. Video. Completely
1: nonpartisan, clear. So Matt Mark French says, I just jumped onto the show, but the Rittenhouse thing to me, and, and everybody has a thing that they're taking away from this. Right. Like
2: We're post-Orthodoxy, so we're looking at the post orthodox
1: yeah like a broad version of the story right yeah and so for some people it's like well but if he'd been a black boy walking to the cops for help with a gun he'd probably be shot well but uh he shouldn't have brought a gun to the protest well but uh he shouldn't cross state lines you know everybody has a thing that's like the sticking point for them right you know for my friend of my anonymous friend of the show it was like um why can't we just not kill people
2: right he should have never had a gun and so he's guilty
1: right so mark french says the rittenhouse thing to me comes down to only one thing: Do we want teenagers with assault rifles patrolling public streets and deciding who to shoot, why, and when?
2: No, I think that's a, I think that's uh, not a good recipe.
1: That question is easy to answer. Yeah. No, I do not want untrained <laughs> teenagers patrolling the streets and deciding who to
2: shoot. Do not want.
1: I don't want that. Mark French says, I certainly don't want that. He's responding to himself. If some weird, awkward, freaky kid pointed an assault rifle at me on a public street, that kid would immediately have a very, very bad day. I believe you, Mark. Yeah. I believe you. Mark, Mark has lived the wild life. And yeah. I believe that if a weird freaky teenager pointed a gun at Mark, it would be a bad day for the teenager.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think we should avoid those things. Yeah. Um, I, I, like for me, however... if, if you just jumped in, like, I think they're all assholes. I think the judge is an asshole. Mm-hmm. I think Rittenhouse is an asshole. I think the people that got shot were assholes. Total, I absolute
1: mental cases. I
2: don't want to hang out with them yeah. at all. I'm not interested in meeting them. Yeah. I don't care. Right. I'm
1: also glad Rittenhouse did not be, was not wrongfully charged in a self-defense case. That he was not wrongfully charged as a teenager defending himself from an angry mob.
2: So... um, So,
1: yeah, like, I would love it if teenagers did not think that it was a good idea to go... I mean, fuck, it's fucking America. (laughs) Have you watched a fucking Marvel movie? Have you watched any superhero? We're a superhero country.
2: We're a superhero country. How do I get to be a hero? Maybe there's an opportunity if I go into the zone with a gun and I can be a hero.
1: When my baby sister was five, we were, like, sunbathing in the backyard or whatever, and she's in her little itty-bitty kitty swimsuit with unicorns on it or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I just... And she's, like, clenching her fists. She's this tiny blonde thing. She's like, I just really wish that someone would be a bully to my family so that I could (laughs) beat them up and save them.
2: That's a real feeling.
1: This is my tiny blonde blonde five-year-old sister. She just... Some people have that naturally, the desire to be, to save people.
2: Warrior spirit.
1: Yes, absolutely. And some people do it by bringing water into war zones. Yep. And some people do it by joining an armed force of some kind. Yep. And some people do it by taking care of animals at the animal shelter. We have savior complexes, we have warrior complexes. And additionally, 15 to 20% of the country has a very hyper inflated warrior complex. On mm-hmm. the on the extreme right, mm-hmm. the extreme right. It's
2: uh, gladiators are glorified here. We're mm-hmm. we're a gladiator culture. It's
1: America. <laughs> like I completely understand the circumstances, and I would not be surprised if one of the teenagers that I grew up with did this. There's yeah. there your yeah. your best friend's town is getting blown up by protesters who are smashing cars and businesses, probably businesses of people that you know or businesses that you frequented with your friends while you were growing up. And he's taking this gun that he is he's in training for, and he took his medic bag that he's done training for, and he's like, this is a special circumstance. There were lots of other people there on the streets with guns because it was a special circumstance. I don't know how I feel about any civilians walking around with guns, but it was a special circumstance because we're protesting a big fucking deal, which is this country needs to do something about our racist indoctrination. We need to do something about the issues that we have around racism. And these protests are coming up to like, we got to do something. We got to do something about this. It's a special circumstance. So it's a special circumstance for the protesters and it's a special circumstance for Kyle. And he's like, okay, they might, he's in Kenosha with his friends the day before. Mm -hmm. And the dad who's he's in training with for this
2: gun. Granddad, I think.
1: No, it was his friend's dad. Oh, okay. So like childhood friend's dad right. who's been training him how to use his gun right um, gets the guns out of the safe because on the news it could be their house next right the protesters are going through town
2: so he was he was actually in a responsive mode to his elder mm-hmm. who was concerned that he might have to defend their his house. house yeah
1: because the protesters were getting so close to that area of town
2: I can totally see as a kid oh, that fuck yeah. I would want to impress my elder who was teaching me about guns. By
1: and go do the right fucking being thing, a
2: fucking hero. Because he's an
1: American boy. Fuck. And he is going to go and protect some personal property and save some people's lives. And like, I don't like that it happened. Yeah. But I completely understand how it happened. I grew up in that house.
2: So I think context is everything, <sighs> and when we weren't given it. And Rittenhouse house was taken out of context. Yeah. And used as a virtue signal and as a a political. Um, like a political, uh, emotional uh, cudgel. People feel very strongly about this. Um, And we know the context of why people feel strongly about this. And I think it does make sense to say, well, if that was a black guy walking with a gun who had just shot somebody, he wouldn't have made it out of the street, right? No. But that's an assumption. And that might... that could very well be the case in some towns yeah i don't know about kenosha
1: maybe the cops in kenosha would not have shot a black kid with his arms in the air
2: i don't know but we don't know idea we don't know and and i think it's dangerous to make assumptions that way yeah now yeah
1: yeah you know what i mean because we're trying to get away from stereotypes and we don't heal one stereotype by creating a whole bunch more stereotypes
2: so this this brings me to what i want to talk about with this idea of the of information ecology mm-hmm. and a crisis of ethics there is no accountability in our politicians there's no accountability for our corporations there's no accountability for our church leaders How are we there's hold no them accountability anywhere in our culture it used to be an ethical violation there was outrage and then there was some action and then rectification now it's just shit is breaking left and right the media will lie to you We can show you, we'll just spend like three hours showing you lies. Here's what they said. Here's the actual thing that occurred. And they know this thing occurred and they're lying to you. Yeah. That happens. And people, if I showed you your favorite journalist lying to you.
1: How would you stop watching them?
2: Would you stop watching them? Or would you just say, well, that was just that one time. This is what makes our information ecology broken.
1: Well, that didn't happen at KPMF. What? Well, we because we showed any DJ that wanted to know why we got kicked out, we were like, "Hey, because Clark lied to people." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, but Clark has never lied to me." Yes, and right. they just had to go. They just had to continue hoping
2: that's the that Clark is not a liar. That's the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, and so if we're talking about COVID, or we're talking about Rittenhouse, or we're talking about climate change Mm -hmm. or we're talking about Donald Trump or we're talking about Joe Biden, if we're talking about any of those, for me, the thread that runs through all of that, the economy, is a complete ethical collapse is running through all of that. There is zero accountability going on in this story, all those stories. Um, And so people feel like they cannot know what's going on. It's just too complex. I heard this story. I heard this story. Mm -hmm. So fuck it. I'm just going to go with this story or I'm just not going to pay attention.
1: I just don't want to talk about it.
2: Just, yeah, I'm not in the mood Mm -hmm. to debate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's my idea. Now shut up and don't give me your response. Mm -hmm. That's cultivated in our media. So I think with the question of, okay, we know that there's corruption. We know there's some shitty business going down between the media, the government, and the pharmaceutical company right now. We know there's some bad behaviors and untruths and lies happening on the part of all of those players. We know that. we can. It's It's a documented thing. We can show that there are lies from those three sources. And we're walking around as if there's nothing we can do about it.
1: I, I honestly feel like there's nothing we can do about it a lot of the time. like
2: We used to have ethical standards how, and we don't have ethical standards. I would
1: love to just have standards and change the world, but like it's all about the money. I, is, I have no power to take money away from the media.
2: So this is what How I, am I going to stop them? <laughs> this is what I feel like is... Um, uh, I heard about the Bible when I was a kid, and there's a few lines in there that sometimes pop up. And the idea of separating the wheat... The buds from the stems, the buds from the seeds, or the wheat from the chaff.
1: The wheat from the chaff.
2: That separation. Sheep from the goats. There's a time when there's that separation, right? Some sifting occurs. Yeah. And I got this image when I started looking at everybody sort of like quickening into more extreme versions of themselves. I'm more Democrat than I was before. I'm more anti-racist than I was before. I wasn't an anti-racist, but now I'm an anti-racist and vehemently so right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So I saw saw it like I've seen the images of like taking a speaker, putting a board on top of the speaker and then pouring salt on it and doing different tones and watching different patterns come Mm -hmm, out in mm -hmm. the salt. I feel like that's happening to us culturally right now that people are just sort of being moved into integrity or being moved into a complete lack of integrity. It's all emotion and trauma response. Versus people who are going, no, 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 wait, I got to, I may have to end this friendship because I think what you're doing is dangerous.
1: That's happening to us.
2: Yes. And I, am it's, I. It, it's without value judgments on that. I feel like this separating, this hyper partisanship is breaking up groups and it's in the process of forming new groups. Mm-hmm. And so (laughs) it's a sifting out of people who have integrity, who are willing to change their mind, who can be flexible with the moment versus people who are going to be, uh, the angry mob that can be turned on like a switch. So I think there's a separating out of the angry mob from the people who are actually concerned citizens. Let's
1: think about this thing. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Concerned citizens.
1: I mean, angry mobs have their place. Angry mobs come for a reason. Angry mobs happen because people are being abused and yes. fucked up.
2: But uh, and, and those, but we can't those, run
1: the world with an angry mob.
2: You can't run the world with an angry mob. That's not going to change policy. No. <laughs> so I think accountability, I think if we can just focus on accountability as people. Say, you know what? No, I'm not letting that slide. We have to do it in small, like, Grassroots.
1: People love grassroots things. You
2: have to, like, KBMF lost their integrity. Yeah. Because they violated their own ethics and their own standards and legal standards. They violated them and then denied they did that. And nobody in the 70-plus DJs or nobody in the larger organization held them accountable for lying.
1: Right. But they're still participating.
2: but they're still participating yeah. in a broken organization. Interesting. We're doing that with our politics. Mm-hmm. We're doing that with our industry. We're doing that with our school system. Mm. We're just letting shit happen, right? We're, well, that's just that's just the way it is. So I think for me, the nut is to get back to some holding people fucking accountable for, mm-hmm. for ethics. So that there is some accountability so that then we have some groundwork from which we can start addressing problems. We can't address problems if the mechanisms of addressing the problems are corrupt. You can't fix the system by the mechanism of the broken system. So that's
1: something we can do. People are always like, well, but what do we do? Like, it's all fucked up.
2: Hold people accountable in your life. In your life, hold people accountable.
1: Yeah, Hold
2: yourself accountable.
1: Insist upon actually seeing information with your own eyes. Insist upon writing a letter into your newspaper or your TV station or your radio station when you catch them pretending to be journalists but actually sharing opinion pieces.
2: Yes. So that's – I think it's really important to say no. We have to have some accountability. And – Dealing with people, yes, but it it, it impacted me that you have to do it with your – you have to hold yourself accountable Mm -hmm. first. So when you share a meme and you find out that meme is a lie or wrong, you have to say, I'm sorry I shared that.
1: Yeah. I didn't
2: know. And I'm going to correct the record. Yeah. Then I have. Then I'm like, this is somebody whose page I will follow. Don't just rage quit because they have it. some integrity and Don't they can change their mind. <laughs> and if they just yeah rage quit or just double down on defense of something that is demonstrably untrue,
1: or squeak out to the side with a red herring yeah. and start talking about some other part of the thing that's not the thing.
2: Yeah, we have to have some. Um, well, but I, if he'd
1: been a black kid, he would be dead.
2: A refocus on ethics. Maybe our personal ethics and our community ethics. It has to start from there. Mhm. So we have
1: about 12 people tuning in right now on yeah. YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. For the first time, we have more people joining us on YouTube than on Facebook, oh, right which on. is really cool. We even... would love to get off of Facebook.
2: Get us some. Can you uh, like our page? Yeah. Subscribe to our page?
1: Subscribe on YouTube, like the video, give us a thumbs up. That really helps. Um, and tell three friends about it. When the video ends today, just take a minute and be like, share, share, share. Somebody that might like these kinds of conversations. That's a free thing that you can do to help. If you're a person that has um, capitals beyond social capital yeah then you can support us on postorthodoxy.com with only five dollars a month that's only 60 bucks a year
2: some people have chosen to do a recurring payment of more than that
1: yeah Um, but five dollars
2: a month is awesome
1: we're trying to build a subscriber base not only for our own morale but also because we want to be able to continue doing this kind of journalism we would love to do this kind of journalism and conversations with you guys more than once a week on a variety of topics we want to branch out we know like we can't just keep we we can't do a show every week and not talk about covid right now that's the, the big hot topic if we did shows more than once a week we could talk about um uh, human sexuality and relationships, or drugs, or music, or history, or other scientific things besides this current virus.
2: Um, this we are trying to be. We are endeavoring to be a healthy part of an environmental ecosystem or of an informational ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If we uh, find out that we've done something wrong, yeah, we like to say that we've done something wrong. It's happened. Um, if we A healthy prognosticate,
1: information ecosystem. I like that.
2: Yeah. If we're using our noggins <laughs> to put together a story before it is an accepted story, and then later on it becomes the story, and I, we have a record of that, that's who you should be supporting. Yeah. Jimmy Dore is one of those people that calls it when the mainstream media is lying.
1: And- and when he makes mistakes.
2: He, he admits goes and it. fixism. Right. I will watch he's a jagoff comedian, as he says, but he's one of the more um, compelling journalistic entities that I know, because he's funny, and because he has integrity in his work. He admits <laughs> when he's wrong. He corrects the record when he finds that there needs yeah. to be a correction. You don't Jimmy see- Dore
1: is not like totally my style because he no. yells a lot. He yells a lot. We yell a lot, but he yells a lot, like um, like with long dramatic pauses.
2: Yeah, he's a comedian.
1: But also like Russell Brand.
2: Russell Brand, another one of those guys.
1: Investigative, post-orthodox, open-minded, willing to admit when he's wrong. That's another place you could go.
2: Yeah, if you're looking at the success of Joe Rogan, he's having long-form communication. This is the opposite of what everybody said you needed to do in the news and in media. Little bits and pieces. You got to grab their attention. People are like, no, I want to settle into a three-hour-long conversation. And he's the most – he, like, made podcasting what it is.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Everybody wants to be like Joe. More people are paying attention to Joe Rogan than they are to these individual shows on CNN, Fox, Mm -hmm. MSNBC. He has a larger audience than the media.
1: The morning
2: show. And why is that? Because people want to hear conversations. They want to context. Um, And it's also the person is involved, not just talking heads spouting propaganda. Um,
1: If you've ever seen those mashup videos where everybody's everybody's saying the same thing on a variety of stations all across the country. Like, why do we even waste our time doing this if you guys are all just going to say the same thing? God.
2: Because it's mind control.
1: Stop getting your news from the TV.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So uh, we want to be a part of a healthy, I see those things as their uh, increase in popularity as an indicator of health in the environment, the informational environment. They're being supported by people, right? It's not Toyota or Pfizer paying their electric bill and getting their shit out. It's you. Yeah. And they are accountable to their supporters, just like the media is accountable to their supporters.
1: Yes, and the media's supporters are not the citizens of the United States.
2: Is not. So
1: if a, if Joe Rogan says something really controversial and a bunch of people cancel their subscriptions, he will feel it and yes. consider what he did and whether or not it was valid and whether or not it was worth losing those people.
2: Yeah. If you're gonna stay in integrity, you will lose people.
1: Yeah. But CNN is not. It does not give a shit.
2: No. And they're, they're, because they're not they're funded by you. So I think if there's going to be any kind of cultural shift, it's not going to come from CNN. It's not going to come from Fox or MSNBC. The cultural shift is going to come from somebody like Joe Rogan. It's going to come from somebody like Jimmy Dore. It's going to come from people like us. Dr. Chris Martinson. Um, to heal an, uh, an environment... You spend a little care on it, right? And our information ecology, our information environment needs help.
1: Mm. Oh, like we $5 to
2: go support a guy who has a well produced show that gives you the news that the news won't give you. Yeah. Uh, aggregators, aggregating information so that you can have a trusted source that you know has some integrity mm-hmm. so that you can maybe share their information with your friends, trusting that they did their homework.
3: Mm
1: hmm. You know that the people who are hired to say things on television have not done their homework. Mm-mm. They did not go and watch footage. They Mm-mm. did not go and read statistics. Nah, they went, to, Jimmy they went to the makeup chair. And they went to the hair salon. And they went to the after party at the wine bar. We're sitting on our couch all day long watching the footage. Reading the statistics, Jimmy Dore has some producers that are helping him with
2: that. And yeah, he's when, got a whole crew, and writers. And when one of
1: his producers fucked up and got lazy with the data, he fired him. I would love to get to the point he where... Outed, I,
2: he outed the yeah. guy and fired him.
1: I would love to get to the point where I have to fire a... Pro, where I'm a job creator <laughs> that has to fire a producer for being lazy with data. I right. don't want someone to do that, but I would know that that we were on the right path. Right. Right. You know? So, I would love to be a job creator for a meaningful and trustworthy media and conversation source.
2: Um, I just shared in the Facebook feed the link to Jimmy Dore, the Jimmy Dore breakdown of uh, the Young Turks getting the story wrong on Written mm-hmm. House and finally having to admit it and then doing it really badly. Um, uh, I. I am glad that a journalist decided to say, "You know what? We got this story wrong." Yeah, because it's so rare.
1: Well, The Young Turks went from the kind of media that we're being right now yes. to fully supported by subscribers like Jimmy Dore and Russell Brand are doing to getting an enormous sum of money from.
2: It's like twenty million dollars from George Soros from or from George like Soros. So, Maybe I don't quote me on that. I don't know, but some big giant. Yeah. Powerhouse. Their single donor. A
1: giant single donor.
2: And their their message uh became their integrity has shifted. Establishment. Yeah. It became a sort of establishment light.
1: If we ever do that, please yeah. cancel us.
2: So um I think for things to what can be done, I think we have to support good information. We have to take care of our information ecology, and we have to we have to pay attention to what we are consuming. <laughs> we uh Didn't always pay attention to what we eat. We were happy to be eating. And then suddenly, with all the processed foods and mass-produced food, we had to start becoming more aware of what we were putting in our bodies for our health. We need to do the same thing with our heads. You got to know where that information came from, what money was involved, getting that information from where it came from to you, and who that information really serves. Is it really serving you
3: Hmm.
2: knowing where your information comes from, locally sourced news this is was my big hope for k b m f is that it is a platform for the community to hear itself and to speak to itself without um censorship <laughs> That was the dream um I'm glad to have this uh forum I'm glad to have you folks listening right now um I'm not just talking about supporting us with $5 a month. I'm yeah. saying we should be supporting anybody who is doing the work to get you good information with some sense of integrity. Because to me, that's, the, that's where we've got to – we're not going to go anywhere yeah. until we figure out where mm-hmm. we are.
1: People that offer retractions when someone yeah. points out that they were wrong and has good evidence to back up that they were wrong. Hey, we have seven people tuning in on YouTube. I'm yeah. so stoked. This is great. Um, subscribe. And hit the like button. We only have three likes, seven people, three likes. Come on, guys.
2: So I want to share this video. I think it's worth talking about. Talking about our information ecology. Um, This clip, I believe, was just last week. So whatever you know about the world and COVID and politics (laughs) and all that, this very current awareness in the world, this is a show that is broadcast. I don't know who watches this show view people folding laundry at home moms yeah moms folding laundry yeah. at home
1: it's a lady panel
2: and they just sit around and they kvetch about stuff <laughs> um and i i don't
1: who's on it it's not oprah joy
2: it's a, behar Whoopi goldberg, Whoopi goldberg i think megan mccain john mccain's daughter okay. was on there a long time um i don't know who else is on there but they were going to have this guest and um the guest was told she could not come on the show that she had to zoom in because they were
1: going to have her on the on show on the show,
2: but she wasn't vaccinated and she elected very, to not
1: get the vaccine. Very
2: strict policy at the studio, right? Hmm. So they asked her why are why? you why did you choose to not be vaccinated? And she gave some pretty cogent answers, uh reasonable answers. And then what happens afterwards? Um it's I want to talk about gross. It's it's grotesque. So it is gross. grotesque. Um, and this this is, if we're talking about censorship, I don't think they should be censored. I think they should keep being idiots um, because uh, the contrast between that and people doing real entertainment news
3: mm-hmm.
2: just gets that much better. But I can't believe anybody would watch this show after what we're about to watch.
0: Okay.
1: You ready?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, Jed, So let's discuss. Yeah. Let's address the elephant in the room because you were supposed to join. You <laughs> yeah. were supposed to join us in the studios weeks <laughs> ago, but you couldn't because ABC has a very strict policy. Uh, you can't get into this building unless you're fully vaccinated. Everybody in this room knows that and is vaccinated, but you made a conscious decision not to get the vaccine. Now the CDC says a person is ten times less likely to be hospitalized from COVID and eleven times less likely to die if they've gotten the vaccine, okay? So why didn't you get it? Yeah, so my story is a little bit unique. I'll share that first before I get into those CBC numbers. But Remember, we have, I have a certain medical... amount of time, Jed, if you want to get everything yeah, in. Yeah, I have. Right. So I want I want to let people know why I'm not there. I have a medical exemption to the vaccine that's been written by my infectious disease vaccinated specialist in New York City that's been co-signed by three other doctors. I'm not a candidate for this vaccine. I also have sky-high, multi-tiered, multifaceted natural immunity, very, very high. That has also been proven. It has been shown and it is substantiated by letters from these doctors. So for me personally, this vaccine poses a greater risk than a benefit. I'm also not a risk to any of you. I know there's been a lot of debate about that, but I have these doctors who've gone on record with that as well. So My point about all of this is that I am not anti-vax. What I really want is for people to make these decisions for themselves. I want every one of you Mm. to sit with your family members, to sit with your trusted doctors, and to say, what is the best decision for me? However, I do oppose mandates. I oppose them on the fact that let's look at the science. This is a vaccine that was created to prevent severity of disease and to prevent hospitalizations. Now, we can have a whole debate on that in itself, but the vaccine does not prevent you from getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting oh my goodness and that's where they yeah, stop yeah, letting you know her talk come on
1: no. that's where they stop letting her talk
2: they stop letting her talk and at then, that point
1: they just railroad her for the next minute and a half
2: okay so what happens now this is cult behavior what we're gonna watch
1: what she just mentioned is science that rachel walensky the director of the cdc has already stated on video
2: bill gates has said it fauci has said it we all know this now.
1: These COVID treatments.
2: These ladies somehow don't know this.
1: These COVID treatments, which you should have the option to take if you want to, do not keep you from catching and spreading the virus to other people.
2: So people can argue about the degree to what. Yeah. But it doesn't do that. So, And that's 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 accepted known information. So watch these ladies here because what they're doing is cult behavior. This is defending the cult against a heretic. This has nothing to do with facts. They lie. Mm-hmm. And they and 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 the audience, listen to the audience. Like, like people applaud when they talk about how many people died of COVID. It's the weirdest cult ritual shit going on in the show. So just this see where they go from here.
1: Let's see if I can make it do the thing. Oh my God. I know it's so bad.
0: Getting COVID and does not prevent you from transmitting. Oh my COVID. goodness. <laughs> No, and we No, that's seen that. not so. Come on. No, you've it's, been Fox TV, you TV don't too have to enjoy. You don't <laughs> have to listen to me on that. You don't have to listen to me. You can listen to the director of the CDC. You can look at the CDC's website. That is why masks were reinstated for people who were vaccinated because they said, and they admitted, they came out and said, this for this Delta variant, Transmission is going not, to be a thing for vaccinated and you know unvaccinated did, people. I'm not opposed to the vaccine, you know but I did, am opposed to the mandate. 162,000 people have died from COVID, including right. Manny's in-laws. And I just—we've been friends a long time, but I just—Manny's uh, parents—I just don't understand why you would choose to prioritize your personal freedom over health and safety of others. And so I just—I per- just—I just so really again, don't think that we again, should allow Sonny, this kind of misinformation again, um, on, again, on our Sonny, website. I am we've had this U.S. We've had the United States Surgeon General debunk Yes, I heard our, what he said. everything that you've just said, and I, I just don't think no. we should we should so a, you allow have this surgeon kind general, of misinformation of all, on our air. Yeah. I'm, Sunny, I'm really sorry, Sunny, my First friend. of all, I'm really sorry. Sunny, first friend. of all, I would say to you as a friend, what I just said to you is, I am prioritizing my health, and people talk about the common Over good, the health and safety of other people. You're not going to have a common, common good people. if you're not prioritizing your own health. You Over have the a Surgeon and General. Safety, of this other should
2: sound very familiar to you, Jen. This should sound very familiar to you, we
1: got to go to break. And so I have to say, uh, thanks to Jed, you I can buy Jed's book, Dear Hartley, starting today, okay. and everyone in the audience. Wow. That's,
2: that's. So they
1: let her say one thing and then railroaded her for the next minute and a half. And lied. And lied. And brought in emotional manipulation yes. and red herrings and straw man's
2: appeal to. That appeal to <clears throat> a, appeal
1: to authority, authority ad yeah. hominem attacks. Yeah,
2: they just went down the list. Yeah, no information. In what the, Jen said no. is medical
1: science, that current science. All of your favorite health authorities have already said out loud.
2: So watching that, which is why it
1: should be a choice.
2: That's violent cult behavior. Oh. That's somebody who is ready to burn somebody at the stake. Yeah, there.
1: Buy her book though. <sighs>
2: Anyway, um, totally buy her book though. That is the a part of the media ecology that is being funded very well.
1: Some of your neighbors watch that show.
2: Yeah, so I think it'd be good for us to spend some of our money on independent media um, and make stuff like that so irrelevant Ugh. that it becomes comedic.
1: That it it just dies as the last few remaining middle class white women who watch that show slowly die off over the next Oy. sixty years. Eventually we don't have trash like that in our environment. People should that's what should be on YouTube and what's on uh-huh. YouTube should be on the news. That's right. <laughs>
3: Yeah. You exactly, should absolutely
1: right. be able to go watch a bunch of ladies blather opinion pieces while their fans clap in the background over meaningless emotional appeals mm. and drink tea and bitch about their husbands. You should have that choice. That would be that a great be YouTube show. Your choice on YouTube. Yeah, that's what like should popping be on our pimples. news? Yes, it's literally like a popping pimple show.
2: Yeah, you just can you just want to watch the Ooh, train wreck. Endorphins. Yeah, yeah.
1: What should be on the news is factual journalistic science-based reporting where people hold themselves accountable and hold each other accountable like gentleman journalism.
2: We can't have a society without ethics. You can't have a political system without an informed populace.
1: A- Al J. Hockaday says, yep. I don't watch that stupid show. Thank you. I'm happy to know that. I always love knowing a neighbor <laughs> of mine is not Doesn't feeding like their that brain thing. trash. Yeah. Please don't feed your brain trash. That's
2: some pretty trash.
1: Maybe just a little bit of trash sometimes. You know, like I like this. I like a little What's trash. that one show that I like on Netflix that you really don't like? Disenchant. Disenchantment. Oh, it's like by the same people that made Family Guy. No, it's by the same people that made The Simpsons. Um,
2: mm, no.
1: Sorry. I think it is.
2: Uh, Matt Groening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's by the same people that made symptoms, but, um, I like it and Dart can't stand it. So I just eat my, it's like candy, but that should not be your main diet. Like your main intellectual diet and your main media diet should be fact-based and verifiable from humans that read the facts.
2: You care about what you put in your body. We got to start caring about what we put in our minds. We got to figure out what the source is coming from. What kind of nutritional value is in this information? What kind of nutritional value is in the view? I'm going to, it's a Twinkie.
1: What is the view viewership?
2: If you want some meat and potatoes, you're going to have to go to YouTube.
1: Yeah. Which is a service. Or, or you could go uh, to Rumble, Rumble and all, which you is know, a service.
2: These are competing Or you forces, could go to bitch right?
1: shoot which is a service. One of Matt Orphel- I always
2: hear people say that bitch suit. When maybe you
1: maybe you just hear bitch suit. I,
2: I hear that because I, oh. <laughs> I, I think I heard that before I ever saw it. So when oh, I heard yeah. people talking about bitch suit, I was like, <laughs> "What's a bitch suit?"
1: No, bit shoot.
2: Bitch shoot. Okay. All
1: right. Um, uh, that could be a band name though. Bitch suit. Yeah, that'd be really good. Like, what kind of band? Grunge.
2: Yeah. Kitty, a grunge band ki- called like,
1: Kitty Grunge Soft Pop. Mm. Bitch suit. I just made those words up because you can do that about band styles now.
2: Ditch kitty punk.
1: Ditch kitty punk. Okay. Nice. Do you guys know what a ditch kitty is? <laughs> I didn't learn that until I got to Butte. <laughs> uh, ditch kitty is just another word for a prostitute,
2: right? Uh, uh, Not necessarily a prostitute. They don't necessarily have to take money. They just sleep around a lot. Oh,
1: funny. Slut. So, it's another uh, way it. The it's view, like a
2: sweet way of calling them a slut.
1: The View has been around for 25 years. <laughs> oh, no
2: developing cancer
1: (laughs) for those of you that think the 25 years means a long time ago um that was the late 90s that was almost 2000 right so the view averaged 2.3 million total viewers during the week of november 8th 2021
2: that makes me sad it's up all right we need some help it's
1: up two percent
2: we need some help in the information ecology, folks.
1: 261,000 women, 25 to 54, and 9, 190,000 women, 18 to 49. Ah. Scary. Scary.
2: Um, so what can we do?
1: Help your friends and loved ones.
2: <laughs> what can we do? Oh, I want to share Ask something else. Ask your
1: friends. Where are you getting your news from these days, and why there?
2: I'm going to share a link. Um... Speaking of good news, I'm going to share a link with uh, to a GoFundMe page.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of good news. So we had several people uh, over our mid-season break um, reach out to us and be like, I like what you do with your show, but it's kind of depressing. Like, you're kind of just talking about how everything's <laughs> challenging and... And yeah, and I'm, I have to remind myself that like I love talking about challenges, and I have a happy life. The core of my life is happy. Yeah. so um, and I've already gone through the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, which is my parents keeping me from my siblings. That was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. So like, I love dabbling in challenging thoughts. I have to remind myself that other people one, maybe haven't been through the worst thing to ever happen to them yet. Right. They're still, terrified and trying to avoid the worst thing that's ever going to happen to them even though it's still in the pipeline and they don't have a core life a a happy life at the core you know lots of people would not say that the core part of their life is very happy Um, and so we've been trying to brainstorm and collect uh, either calls to action such as This idea of introducing integrity into your own self. When you learn new information, post about it just as much as you post about the Mm. bad information. I had so many friends who said they were 100% going to be following everything Joe Biden did and posting about all the things that he messed up just like they did with Trump. And they're 100% not doing that. No, they're not. So have some integrity. Mm. Have some integrity for yourself and Insist upon some integrity from your news sources. If your news source lies to you and they don't say sorry and fix it out loud on air with as much airtime as the thing that they fucked up for a year and a half, ditch them.
2: They should be shamed.
1: Break up with that shit. What's the to- what's the TikTok? See that toxic person and we're walking the other way. Yeah. See that toxic person, we're walking the other way. Mm. Um, you can do that.
2: So I shared I shared a link to a uh, friend's GoFundMe. Uh, page mm. uh help build ometepe Ome
1: this is a, a a a wonderful thing going on in the world that's Somebody's not about science or politics COVID.
2: right um this is a friend of ours in ometepe uh nicaragua it's a double volcano island in the middle of a giant lake pretty cool um, and there's a lot of farming going on there. So uh, my friend is starting a GoFundMe to help raise money so that their project site can get some cows that they can then hope make other cows.
1: And then they can sell the, the cows. And then they can sell
2: the other cows to fund their project, uh, which is a sustainability project, farming, um, locally made arts. It's a way to uh, create industry for the local um People to have meaningful jobs. Um, so
1: so pretty. I want to be near the sea.
2: And I uh, I posted a link. Uh, <laughs> you can you can go to Oma, uh, Ome Tepe. It's O M E T E P E underscore V E R D E. You can find him on Instagram.
1: Ome Tepe Verde. Yeah. Green Ome Tepe. I wonder what Ome Tepe means. Yeah, I don't know yet.
2: Uh, been doing Duolingo for seventy days straight. Because I want to go to Ometepe. So anyway, check out the GoFundMe site. And if you got a couple of bucks to throw that way, that would be great. Yeah. Otherwise, follow him on Instagram and look at the projects they're working on down there.
1: So Ometepe is derived from the Nahuatl words. Ome, meaning two, yeah. and tepetl, meaning mountain. So it's two mountains. Okay. Verde, green. Two yeah. green mountains. That's lovely. Um. Yeah.
2: So that's something going on in the world where somebody's doing something something good yeah it doesn't have
1: it doesn't have to do with politics doesn't have to do with
2: it's creative it's constructive and it's community um, I think we could all use a little more uh, push towards some integrated community uh, with all the hating that's been going on so yeah anyway check out uh, this little project looks like fun maybe we'll do our show from Omatepe and <gasps> Nicaragua
1: that would be fun. Uh, we really do want to go on the road. It was so exciting, all the things that were happening pre-COVID, going on the road to share more stories. You know, Dark, we... we got to rent a car and sent dark out to the capitol hill occupied protest so he could actually interview people who were there find
2: out what the fuck was going on what's
1: going on actually there yeah what is actually going on there from people who are there doing
2: it it was not what everybody said was going on on no. either side
1: neither side yeah uh, all right guys thank you so much for tuning in i really appreciate you all on your way out the door be sure to share this video or mm, one yep. of our pages twitter facebook instagram not really instagram i'm kind of phasing that one out twitter facebook twitch
2: youtube you can find uh on twitch
1: put some angry faces on the facebook video if you're watching on facebook thank you so much to everyone that tuned in uh people that shared sources in the in the conversation this is why we have this thing in the middle so that you can we can all be talking with each other and it's going to get better and better and we're going to keep we're going to keep doing it (laughs) so tired (laughs)
2: Uh thanks for tuning in folks and also if you go to the Seviers on twitch that's our channel over there um i've been chopping up our um doses of programming down into micro doses of 10 minute bits on certain subjects so you can find us over there share those around share those around that would be fun for us
1: yeah share them with friends thank you so much it don't cost nothing it doesn't cost anything
2: it don't cost nothing thank you for visiting our (laughs) true. (laughs)
1: in the borderlands. <laughs> Post-Orthodoxy is a project of Sevier Studios, We host ongoing, interactive conversations centered around cognitive liberty, and you can join in by catching one of our live streams on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You can also catch each conversation after the fact as a podcast by searching for Post-Orthodoxy wherever podcasts are found. If you take value from the work we are doing and the community we are building together, you can support The Outpost in the Borderlands for as little as $5 a month on our website, BetterTime. That's betterti.me. Visit the Sevier Studios page and subscribe. You can also support The Outpost by following and connecting with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and or Substack. Our post-Orthodoxy theme music was composed by Frank Pascal, and a special thanks goes to our voice actors, Amelia, Colin, Zbo, Rosie, Gabo, Vicky, Mokai, and Tony.
2: Thanks for playing.
0: outside your reality bubble I think I dribbled a bit that last one